Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. It's package a length in front. Now, no innuendo and burden are going forward. Centaurs in the centre. A length and a half back to Mr. Vista there, followed by Echo Point and Bowl Kingston. Nick the skipped into a good spot there, followed by coming to the outside as Cappuccino Vanesta is sneaking ground up along the inside. There, followed by Fast Train and well back as Lord of Light as they straighten up and come down past the 300 metre mark in the Country Cups Challenge. And on the inside, Centaur being taken on by Echo Point who ran to the lead. Vanesta's into the clear. They're followed by no innuendo and Bowl Kingston. They come down past the the 150, it's Echo Point clear. Vanasta the second is trying hard. It's Echo Point in front, close to home, and Echo Point wins the Country Cups challenge. It beat Vanasta, third centaur. Then Bowl Kingston, let's talk a deal. Well back, Cappuccino, no innuendo and fast train. There followed by back in the field was Lord of Light. Well back in the field was, uh, in the centre was Mr Vista. Then came Burden. Well back was Nick the Skip. Then Kiki Coco, Package, Plate, last of all. Great call by Scotty Power in the 2022 Country Cups challenge final as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news. And didn't you love hearing the crowd cheer there at Doombin on Saturday on George Moore Stakes Day? I think the country folk just about overshadowed all of the black type racing with the two big feature races, the 4X Country Stampede final going to Dynamic Verse for Ange Jones and Pat Webster and the Country Cups Challenge final for 2022 to Echo Point for Bubba Tilly and Raymond Williams. We'll be speaking with both winning jockeys on the show this morning as we roll into Bushbeat and have a look back at what else happened on the weekend because it wasn't all about the Country Cups Challenge final and the Stampede final at Durban. There was also some great racing at Longreach, Gundawindi, Nanango, Home Hill and Innes and helping us out to check in on all of that news this morning, as always, on Bush Peters, Rob Luck. Good morning, Rob. Yeah, good morning, Tony. Good morning, listeners. And uh, what a great way to have the culmination of the uh, Country Cups and the Country Stampede with those fantastic wins and the Pat Webster story continuing with the Stampede and the Raymond Williams Echo Point and a great uh, group of owners there to celebrate uh, the win by Echo Point, Tony. And I know you were there uh, with bells on to celebrate as well. Yeah, great to be able to catch up with so many familiar faces and uh, and enjoy a cold ale or two through the afternoon and wander down through the stables and see all of the country folk enjoying that bit of camaraderie. And that was the one thing that stood out to me on the weekend. Rob, I know we've been through quite a few versions of this, of both, the, obviously, the Battle of the Bush finals held mid-year and now the Country Cup and the Country Stampede held at the end of the year. But it just had a different vibe about it on Saturday. The people were hanging around to enjoy each other's company and things like that. I know in racing, we all lead such busy lives and there were a few that had to duck off because they had other horses racing elsewhere and that kind of thing. But so many stayed around for the rest of the afternoon to be able to enjoy uh, that little bit of uh, camaraderie and you know, tell some tales and pat each other on the back and that sort of thing. And that was the one thing that then stood out to me again Saturday night. Everybody after the races, of course, ends up at Gallopers. Well, it may as well have been the Cattleman's Bar at the Exhibition Grounds in August. There was that many country folk in town. It just had a different buzz to it this year, I feel. Yeah, there's two sort of angles, isn't there? There's the growth of the actual race itself with the prize money growth and the quality of the horses coming to it and uh, the uh, the participation and the stables getting behind it. But then there's that country social element of the bush coming to the city and uh, 
really making a day out and getting to be together, uh, which they can't do often on race days to the same extent when they're in the country because they're all so busy. And uh, it's just been a feature I've noted since day one too, that sound of the crowd you mentioned. It's just grown from the very first time when I can remember Josh Fleming who stood down in the enclosure and was amazed with the sound that came out of the grandstand. Well, I think it, the, the roof just gets get gets getting lifted higher every year uh, with the support and the noise because they just love their horses in the country and to have a chance to be in the big smoke, socialise, win the prize money, win the honour and glory, it's just a fantastic concept, Tony. Well, the roof was absolutely lifted when Echo Point uh, stormed home in the Country Cups Challenge Final, winning by more than a length with Bubba Tilly in the saddle. He's our first guest on Bushbeat this morning. Good morning, Bubba. Congratulations on yet another big country win. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Robin. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, good morning to you, Bubba. Boy, you make a habit of this, don't you? Not only uh, last year the country stampede with Pat Webster and, uh, and of course, Pat, we talk about a little bit later, but uh, you teamed up with Raymond Williams. Absolutely brilliant ride, Bubba. You, you probably won it uh, when you were coming into the straight and you were able to shoot clear. Take us through that last 200 metres for the Country Cups final. Yeah, no... Uh... It's a, it's a bit of a blurb, actually. Um, coming to the 600, I knew I had to get off the back of um, Betty Waldron's pallet. I knew it was going to come back to me face quite quickly, and I had I had one of the best in the outside of me not letting me go anywhere, and that was Grubby Day. And somehow um, Jimmy Byrne kicked away in front, and I happened to just, just the, uh, get a gap, and Mum and Dad always said, if the horse's head fits, take it. And sure enough, Echo, Echo Point's head wasn't real big, and we took it, and... Jesus, the rest of history from the top of that straight. Um, Raymond did tell me if I got the gap at the top of the straight, nothing would ever run the horse down. And Jesus Christ, he was uh, he was on, he was right on track that day. I thought you were a little measured in your celebrations. Actually, it's normally a very fine line with one L Tilly Rob when he raises the whip as he's crossing the line because he knows the cameras are on. I think you were actually a stride past the line, Bubby. Your reflexes are slowing down. No, uh, I have a wedding to pay for now. <laughs> <Only> so. Uh, <laughs> so the less fines I get, the more money goes to the wedding. And um, I got called in after that and had a little chat with the stewards. They give me a quite of a quite a bit of a spray. Um, but no, you know, it was a lot of emotions. Um, I've seen them colours for the last 28, 28 years and two months, going around in the bush with Todd and Tony. And I've always had, you know, I've only had a couple of goes and I could never ever ride a winner and Tony did tell me a couple of years ago when she beat me in a Birdsville Cup that one day she'll put me on something decent and we'll, we'll win a good race together. And, you know, she stuck to that word and that was Saturday. Yeah, it's been a great result uh, for Echo Point. We're going to come back to that uh, that engagement ring shortly, Bubba, as you would expect on Bushbeat. But what a great result for Echo Point after coming through the, uh, the Birdsville Cup uh, win and then of course going on the provincial circuit and not being disgraced and, and of course with the uh, situation with Todd Austin, Raymond Williams taking over the training, third up into the race um, produces it to uh, a perfect stage at 60 kilos on a slightly wet track but what about the ownership group when you consider a guy like young Ben Palmer uh, his first horse he's ever been in and he wins the country cups uh, the, the the ownership group would have really celebrated hard with you I have a feeling yeah no uh, they, they were kicking on but I think a lot of them were wounded from the night before they um they, they all managed to get to the to Johnny Ringo's and they all went 
were not healthy when I seen them in the enclosure, but they all promised me they'll kick on again, the Johnny Ringos, and kick on is what they did. Um, we all, I actually gave up any tickets. Uh, Alex and I give up tickets to Keith Urban to go and have, celebrate with them at Gallopers. <laughs> we missed out. We missed out in Keith Urban, but Jesus, didn't we celebrate at Gallopers nicely with all that group? Um, you know, with Gavin and all, all the boys and Ben and that God and Tony. You know, they were just amazed and thrilled. Like, I don't think they understand what just happened, but. You know, country people showing the city our know, country people party, basically. Yeah, and uh, uh, Willie Chandler, one of the uh, the leading part owners there as well, um, also enjoying the celebration. I do believe the group was so big they had to be in the public grandstand and they I think they chase you all the way down the straight by uh, running down that grandstand. Such was the euphoria of the moment. But, uh, look, this, this horse is, is a really good quality animal uh, based on his runs out here in the, uh, the Central West, based on his provincial runs. Do you see him in that city-grade standard, having that ability going forward? Yeah, no, all he needed was confidence. I had, a, I had a little chat or a little phone call, actually, that morning when I was having a sweat and a little Quade Crow, and sure enough, Quade actually had to ride 51 on Saturday as well, so he was doing the same thing as me, as having a sweat and... He gave me all the confidence I needed. He said he, he is a horse that will show up on the big days, no matter if it's a, if it's a Class 1 or, or a Birdswood Cup or, you know, the Country Cups. Um, just have faith in him. And, you know, this horse has just got confidence. And, you know, Raymond's just got him looking at a million dollars. And I, I personally think now he's going to go on with confidence. And Raymond's got himself a great North Queensland Cups horse for next year, I reckon. Going forward, you know, mile 2,000, 2,200 into the cans. I, I, I personally think they're going to have great fun with the um, with that horse next year with them North yeah, Queensland Cups. Well, especially when they keep raising the prize money with those sort of big races. And as much as, yes, we'll, we'll probably see a similar sort of faces and horses going around in the 2023 edition of the Country Cups Challenge. But you're right, Bubba, then being able to look at it and, and follow that uh, that coastal run of the Cups, Rocky into Mackay, into Townsville, into Cairns, into the Cairns Amateurs. Uh, there's some great programming and some great races that uh, a horse like Echo Point can target. Yeah, no, definitely. Um I was talking to Kerry. He was uh, he wasn't there actually, so he rang me in Sunday, Sunday morning, a bit upset, but uh, he wasn't there with him celebrating. But um, you know, they're all talking about next steps with the horse, and I think that horse will take next steps very very fast. And you know, it's the first time I've actually sat on the horse, and Jesus Christ, it was a push button horse. They, <laughs> if, if anything, it's, if anything they say it's a uh, a textbook ride that one. And when you consider horses like Venasta, Centaur, Bold Kingston, they've all come through their own feature races to qualify and they've all been at the higher level in the country uh, stage. No no disrespect to them. They all tried their heart out. But Echo Point just held them safely from that 200 metres onwards. Uh, he, he had them well and truly covered and was convincing in the end right through the line. Yeah, no, like, they can all make, uh, make excuses, but I carried 60 kilos. I carry the top weight. That horse has got a big heart, and he's only 14, 14 to him. You know, he's not a real big horse, but Jesus Christ, he's got a huge heart. But the big news as well is, after all the times that we've mentioned uh, Bubba Tilly's name on Bushbeat, it usually goes in conjunction with a proposal uh, that was likely to happen. Now, I believe that this has already happened, Bubba. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm not getting any younger. I'm getting a little bit wiser, so... Um, <laughs> 
time has come. I, I won quite a few um, beaches this year up north, and the time came. And yeah, no, Alex and I, well, I asked Alex to marry me, and I think she said yes, she wearing the ring, so it must have been a yes. <laughs> Either that, um, she knows where there's a good cash converter up Nudgee Road at Hendra. <laughs> definitely. Um, no, but, you know, time, time had to come somewhere, and, um, you know, I'm 28 this year and not getting any younger and Alex and I have been together for three years, three good years and running a future in front of us now. So time was right and hopefully the uh, future is you know, our future. Oh, it's fabulous. Congratulations to the two of you because I know you've got plenty of uh, good-natured ribbing from a lot of people, not just from us on Bushby, but plenty have been in your ear over the time and you know, well done to be able to do that and kind of sneak up on them because I think everyone was expecting you were going to win a big race like this and get down on bended knee in the enclosure and to be able to then still do that and surprise everybody. Bubba Tilly is still out there full of surprises, folks. Yeah, no, uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it on a big day because I, I think this takes a long ride away from me. Um, but, uh, <laughs> no... I wanted I wanted her I wanted to be her day and uh, I surprised her with a uh, with a photographer and got down on one knee underneath this story bridge while she was lit up blue one one Monday afternoon and she wasn't aware that one of her friends had the camera out and when she turned around and seen the camera it made it even you know captured the moment even better so uh, we couldn't do it any better. Uh, beautiful work. I want to ask you also about your day there at Duma because you had a couple of other rides. Um, hard strive for Jason Judge towards the tail of the field in the Stampede. But then straight after you've had all of the celebrations in the uh, the Cups Challenge final on Echo Point, you then had to uh, to jump into a Group 3 race. You're riding uh, Haunted for Stephen Lee, ran a creditable seventh in behind Garibaldi. Was that difficult to sort of then lift yourself up when you've gone through that kind of emotion, you know, dealing with the ownership group have you, as you talked about with Echo Point? No, it just it just sends you out there with more confidence, basically. And uh, you know, Stephen, Stephen and I, we're, Stephen's been really, really good to me. I'm actually going down to Ballina right now, um, for him today, and had three rides for him today, and he's just given me everything. And to go back out there after winning a country cups, like you know, with the emotion, I, I went out there with confidence. I and I knew Stephen's a great trainer, and and he knew the horse would run good, but the horse actually run a lot better than we expected. So. You know, only onwards and upwards for that, and you know, hopefully, I can get a good, a good race um, for Stephen this this summer. What's the future then hold for one El Tilly? Uh, more of the same, uh, going out and tra targeting some of these big country cups like you're talking about, or the coastal sort of cup circuit, or aspirations to you know full time in in the the metro sort of area. Where do you see yourself in the the coming years? Uh, look, it's one day at a time for the uh, for El Tilly. Um, I've never had much pressure, and whatever comes to me comes to me. But my goal this year is to um, get Shamiti of Graham Greens to the Magic Millions two-year-old classic and um, try and win that. That's that's my next goal in life. Um, we're, we're actually sitting 17th in the ballot. He goes around next weekend, and I just hopefully we can get a winner with him and yeah, end up with the Magic Millions. Well, certainly some exciting times ahead. I'm sure it won't be the last time that we catch up on Bushby for sure. Congratulations again to you and Alex, and and we wish you all the best for the uh, the upcoming nuptials. But especially well done on winning the uh, the Country Cups Challenge final there for 2022 on Echo Point. And thanks for joining us on Bushby this morning, Bubba. No, thank you. And uh, Rob, I want to say congratulations on a good future of race calling. I, I did read somebody that you're hanging the mic up. That's uh, that's a bit of a shame, but congratulations.
Only hanging the mic up in the Central West, uh, Bubba. The word retirement should be changed to relocation. Hopefully someone down there in the southeast corner in the country tracks, if they're desperate for a caller and they need someone, I'll put my hand up. Look forward to it. And no, uh, great to see the I'm achievements with... you've had, mate, since I've uh, first met you, I think, at Augustella many years ago. Yeah, eight years ago, actually. It was eight years on a... On a... On a uh, Monday Easter, it was, and um, yes, you know, hopefully, uh, hoping, you know, I can catch up with you another day while you call and have a beer with you anyway. Oh, you'll find we'll him look a magic. You'll find him a magic millions for sure, Bubba. These these <laughs> retirees, are, well, I can't say retiree because he's relocating to to the Gold Coast, but you'll see him at the magic million sales. I'm sure you'll be able to catch up for a, for a uh, a cold lemonade at the bar there. Hopefully, I can tickle his arm and he can put his put it up and buy one for him, <laughs> and then put you on. You can you know a good jockey that can ride it for him. That's right. No worries. Thanks, guys. Good on you, Bubba. Good Always morning, a pleasure Bubba. to have Bubba Tilly with us on uh, on Bushbeat. And a wonderful story there with Echo Point winning for Raymond Williams in the 2022 Country Cups Challenge Final. Well, it wasn't just the uh, the Country Cups Challenge Final, of course, on Saturday. The other big feature as far as the country was concerned was the Forex Country Stampede Final for 2022. Settling down and the tenor found the lead. It's a length in front. Coat of Arms, the outside second. Bungarabi Lad now to third from Hard Stride. And there, followed by back along the inside was Tempo with a good run there to shares out three wide there followed by back in the field was Moschini well back in the field on the inside was Morris Press the favourite there followed by Attackabeel and well back in the field is uh, Menindi back along the inside as they come down past the 350 and straightening up it's the tenor out by two lengths to Coat of Arms there followed by Tempo in the centre bunk Garraby Lad joining in Morris Press searching for room and there followed by Dare to share down the outside down inside the 150 they're all across the shop Bunk Garraby Lad hit the lead it's Bunk Garraby Lad in front trying hard Morris Press the inside out wide a dynamic verse. They hit the line. Maybe dynamic verse. A tight go here. Maybe dynamic verse over Bungarabi Lad and Morris Press. Attack a bill close up behind them. They're followed by Moschini and Coat of Arms. They're followed by Manidi, who was well back in the field. Back along the inside tempo. Then came well back was early plea. They're followed by Dare to Share. The tenor well back with Arwanichi, my best effort. They're followed by Splasher, Cochrane, Hardstride, last of all. Only a length covered the top five across the line in the 2022 Country Stampede final. Dynamic verse saluting there for Ange Jones and Pat Webster. And I guess, uh, Rob, something a little bittersweet having lost VJ Day at, uh, at Roma Cup Day going back a couple of weeks ago. But as we said on last week's show, it was still a great effort by the stable to uh, to have multiple representation right across the day, and Dynamic Verse was able to do it as much as Bubba was probably confident when he was coming into the straight with Echo Point in the cup. I'm not sure that Ange Jones would have been feeling quite as comfortable. We'll put that question to her as she joins us on Bushbeat this morning. Good morning, Ange, and congratulations on you winning the Stampede. Good morning. Thank you, and thanks for having me on. How was the confidence when you're coming around the corner and you've got a, a lap full of horse and there's a whole heap of speedy squibs right in front of you? Yeah, well, he, he gave me a little bit of confidence just how he was travelling. Um, he travelled like the winner most of the way, but it was always going to be the question of whether I could get out and present him with enough time. Yeah, Ange, congratulations on the win. And, and this was a good example of a horse coming from well back, you know, 11th or 12th uh, into the turn. But also a good example of a horse that uh, didn't win a heat but came off uh, third placings out of Roma and gained a... What was your confidence like going in prior to the race? Did you... Obviously, you did your homework. How did you rate the chances? Yeah, um, I thought he was probably more of a chance than he was on um, paper just because... Pat Webster, he was pretty confident with him and um, he knows what he's talking about and when he's when he's confident with one and he says they're right, they're right and um, I've found that previously I'm just riding for him out in the bush if he said something would be right there in the finish they, they always were.
he, he colours the Leonard Morn colours, and uh, Pat's uh, had him for the last uh, three runs, I, I think. So that polish really, really went on at the right uh, at the right time. Um, what t take us through the run overall? You you said it was just a matter, I think, of uh, of finding that that space and finishing off. Yeah, definitely. Like um, he, he's a horse that gets back, and I think I don't think that's any disadvantage in those sort of races because I think most of them. They get sent out there and they all want to leave. They all get told to be in that first couple. And so I think we know there's always going to be a guaranteed pace on. And so there is advantage for those horses to come from behind. And I think a lot of the horses have a racing pattern that they have to be in the first couple because that's how the races are, run out bush. But when you get to a track like Doombin, they can come from behind. And it, it is such an advantage in those races where you know there's going to be speed if you've got something that is a back marker and it's going to hit find the line really well i think it it almost is probably more advantage than being on one of those the front markers we know it's always a tough act to follow when anybody's got to talk after bubba tilly's been on but i guess the same question for you Ange. uh how was it for you on the day when you, you come out and win a big race like that you've still got a, a few handy rides there for the rest of the day is it just then you know head down bum up and and back on the the tools so to speak knowing that you've got other assignments coming up for for other trainers and connections yeah yeah i guess you don't really have too much time to think about it but um i was lucky i had a race break straight after so i could sort of slow down and take it all in and I didn't have to rush out to weigh out for the next week so it was really nice to enjoy the environment. And just tell us a little bit about the Anne's Jones story uh, because um, you've had a fairly rapid uh, rise now and my understanding you're with uh, Tony Gollan and, and really uh, making a success of it in the city. Yeah, yeah so I um, obviously am a country girl. Um, I grew up on a property near um, Charles Towers and uh, I, I started my um, apprenticeship in Toowoomba and the first year, even a little bit over, I just only went out to those bush meetings and got to sort of travel around and experience the country meetings, which um, was quite close to me. Anyway, so I, I really enjoyed that first year and then um, the next year I just sort of knuckled down and stayed in Toowoomba, um, did the provincial meetings around there probably just focusing on Toowoomba and I went to Sunny Coast, Gold Coast, Ipswich when I could and um, finished off my sort of my provincial claim and then um, this season I've just um, moved down to Brisbane and started doing it all again in the metro areas. Have you found that uh, that transfer, that relocation to, well, I suppose, first of all, the city lifestyle, but also uh, the, the city way of doing things uh, compared to, say, yeah, being in a busy hub like Toowoomba or racing around some of the country circuits? Yeah, um, it, it is different, but I think you just you just have to adapt and we, we get practice of that when we go from riding in the country to the provincials and it's just the same. You... you you go to the new level and you start from the bottom and you've got to work your way out and you've got to work out how how it's different and adapt and um, just keep improving all the time. And Ange, how important to you was that that time in the country I like I'm a great believer in what I'd probably call country service in any any sort of job and and obviously in any industry any sport there are people who go ahead rapidly and move quickly into the next levels but is that basis in the country something you would consider apprentices should be looking at going through I think definitely um and I think if you skip that that time of it there's a lot you miss not only on not outriding your 
country claim, but seeing all those places where um, you just you got to really experience it. Um, it's so different the country racing to even just provincials, and um, they do it so differently. They the trainers have to cover miles and miles just to get to the race meetings, and it's a whole different um, different scene. And I think it is something they all should all apprentices should um, experience, and then. Too, then you appreciate when you come to provincial and you come to the city track you really appreciate how beautiful the are and um but i think you've got to you got to be out there and see how they do it to to really enjoy it when you can level up. Yeah, it was something that we were touching on a while ago on Bushbeat and saying things like that when a young apprentice is coming through, you're sitting around some of the, the country jockey rooms, and I, I don't want to name anybody, no names, no pack drill, but you've got, uh, can we say, Rob, the elder statesmen of the riding ranks who are going to be going around some of those country tracks and being able to impart some of that knowledge. I know that you've got a similar sort of knowledge bank that's available you know, in the city jockey rooms, but... There's guys that have been doing that sort of thing. I will name one. Keithy Ballard's been out there doing that for 50 years sort of thing. To be able to sit down and have a chat with someone like that, I think would uh, Rob would be invaluable to a young apprentice. Nothing like in any, in any sport, the ability to be mentored on the job, whether you're playing a game of tennis or a game of cricket, and you've got, your, you've got a, an experienced person with it. And I'm sure you found that, Ange. Did, did anyone stand out without, you know, without putting you on the spot too much? Did anyone stand out in that early days and uh, offer advice? Yeah, um, definitely. I just like you, message, um, you um, mentioned the Bellards. Um, my time up, I went to a meeting up at Mount Isa and um, they were more than welcoming and that was a really good experience um, just to see how differently they do it out there. It isn't, isn't the nicest racing, but they, they love it and it's their whole life and um, good just to be out there and see the whole the history of it, their whole family and they're all in it together and um, it is really good experience and they're very welcoming to any apprentices that want to go up there and I think it, it was probably one of my favourite meetings to go up to while I had that year out in the bush. Just before we let you go, and I know there's going to be plenty more opportunities that uh, people will hear from you on Radio Tab as you, you have more and more success in the city, but we were stirring up Bubba about finally he's uh, put a ring on it and he's finally asked Alex to marry him. Is there going to be something similar going on here? Do we have to continue on a, a similar sort of story with you and Kyle? No, no, you don't have to worry about that just yet. <laughs> there was a lovely story, folks, that you should go back and have a read of that uh, Jordan Gerrans put together on the Racing Queensland site uh, featuring Ange and, uh, and talking about the journey to get to the, the city level. And, Ange, it's just wonderful that you've been able to get that city experience already but still have that tie back to the country areas like this and be able to come out with a big win like you did on Dynamic Verse there on Saturday. Thank you. Good on you. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, Ange Jones with us on Bushbeat today, uh, having a look back at uh, the Country Cups and the uh, Country Stampede final. It was, uh, yeah, just another great day, Rob, and uh, I'm sure that it's something that Racing Queensland will be able to build on bigger and better. Yes, and the results speak for themselves, Tony, and I think that's what's helping the uh, the growth of this. And, and, of course, then when you see the impact of those stories and leading to being on uh, Pass the Post, for example, on a Sunday morning or uh, in David Fowler's press room on a Monday, the comments that get made, that just shows the growth and evolving nature of country racing that we've seen in the last five or six years. That wasn't the only big feature that happened on the weekend. Uh, I'm going to embarrass my colleague here and... Uh, replay a race that happened on the weekend. Folks, we've got some country results to look at, but this was what happened in the last race at Longreach on Saturday.
Racing, they step away well. Bittersweet pluck out the buck as the landing punches forward and goes to the lead with no strings. A little bit wide on the track. Typhoon to layer. It's stable mate punches up into second place as Viking Raid settles in third. We slip down past the 1200 metres mark and no strings is drifting back through the field as Morricone has third last place along the rails. Portobello in second last place and uh, he's a little bit of distance now off this leader. The landing that's stretched out to a four length lead and bittersweet pluck at the tail of the field as they come down to the airport side on the 800 metres mark and the future voice of Longreach, Andrew Watts. Down past the 800 metre mark and the landing travels beautifully out in front. Three lengths to Typhoon Talea who's in a good spot. Viking Raid in third. Then we go back to Portobello who sits in fourth position further back then to Morricone's a long way back today and no strings is at the tail of the field as they travel towards the home corner 500 metres to go and the landing it's travelling pretty well it's got company as Typhoon Talea swings on by and I'm back to the godfather Rob Luck to bring him home. As Morricone moves out three wide on the track and Portobello joins in and down the outside no strings with the late run but Morricone coming down to the Bory tree for the last time at Longreach and Morricone Morricone is shot clear of no strings. The landing is battling on well. And back behind him, bittersweet pluck. But Morricone, Morricone through the line, takes it by two lengths on a photo between bittersweet pluck. Typhoon Talea, the landing. Then we go back in the field to no strings. Portobello and Viking Raid at the tail of the field. And thank you, Wattsy. Andrew Watts and Rob Luck there with a uh, medley or a duet. I'm not sure exactly what we're going to refer that as, what, uh, Rob, but uh, well done to you and Wattsy. And that was just a, a lovely touch there. I know that you've been such an integral part of the Longridge Jockey Club for, for so long uh, uh, with your good wife, Leanne, but also helping bring Andrew through as the next generation of callers in that region and to be able to do almost like a, a handover of the baton in a relay race like that, that's really well done and something especially where people don't realise how hard that can be when you don't do that kind of thing regularly. Yeah, there was no practice involved. And, uh, Tony, thank you for those kind words. And, yeah, uh, we've been... Uh, what's he's been coming on during the year this year and, and always doing one, if not two, races as part of the transition. And he'd actually said to me uh, earlier in the week, well, you're doing the whole lot because it's your last day. And I said, no, let's consider the last race as a good way to hand over the baton uh, if you're interested in doing that relay. And, of course, he jumped at the chance and... Uh, Look, I think we did Josh Fleming and the boys proud who do the Toowoomba and uh, Anthony Collins. I think we did them pretty proud there. <laughs> I'm quite happy to listen to that one over again a few times. But um, it's really great. It's the right time, Tony. It's the right time to be relocating from our family point of view. And I must stress that word. Everyone uses the word retiring, but I'm relocating. I'm retiring from Central West Race Calling. Uh, Watsy will be doing that. And I might might sneak back and do the odd one when, when they need a caller. But certainly... Uh, if there's any uh, room in the southeast corner where clubs are struggling to get callers, I'm, I'll put my hand up and I want to continue calling. Uh, so it's relocating, not retiring, but it was a lovely way to finish the day and it was such a lovely day's racing in Longridge on the day. Now, Robbie Farr won that on Morricone for David Rewald. It was a leg of a winning double for Robbie, but uh, it was also the uh, last meeting for Longridge for the year and that wrapped up your, uh, your premierships up there because you do work on a uh, calendar year. Yes, and he, the Morricone and uh, sole air win that he had for Richard Simpson allowed him to jump in front of Amabel, who had led right to the last furlong, if you like, and uh, they took out the Longreach, or he took out the Longreach Jockey Club Premiership. But on top of that, he also took out, and I'll put the ad in here, Tony, the Barker's uh, News Power Longreach Office Choice Central West Jockey of the Year. He stormed home to uh, take home that. So he's the dual premier, if you like, not only of Longreach, but of the whole Central West. And you couldn't have a nicer guy, really, do it. He's 
he's worked hard all year and getting results with doubles and trebles in recent weeks. So congratulations to him. And and uh, also to the ownership group, the Carolyn family and Hands and Heels Racings with uh, Helsey and House that was named Horse of the Year. Ill-fated, of course, with uh, Helsey and House uh, being lost uh, just in the weeks prior to the stampede. But a good honour as Helsey and House was the Longreach Horse of the Year. Uh, to wrap that up. But you've also got to make a special mention to jockeys like Jason Misson, who all year have supported the Central West, and he kicked home a winner for Patrick O'Toole on Shenanigan City. And you mentioned Keith Ballard before. Well, he combined with Mark Oates with uh, Tower Road, a horse having his fourth run back after a year off, got up by a nose over Ancient Echoes and no refund. And you've got the age and the experience of Keith right back to the the young apprentice in Tyler Leslight and Billy Johnson with Miss Miraculous taking out the opening race over El Jaroba and Strawberry Blonde. So, yeah, wonderful day to finish off Central West Racing and, and my career out in the um, the Central West. But it's it's a big thank you to all those people from the Steve Hawkins right through who started me off and helped with race calling, right through the Brett Moody's, the Scott Powers, the Josh Flemings and anyone else, the Craig Smith who have given me advice along the way. I think I'll I'll enjoy listening to that uh, that duet, uh, <laughs> that that handing of the baton for a long time to come, Tony. Uh, well done on the two of you, as I say, and and that's uh, wonderful. That yes, you you won't be lost to country racing, as you said. It's just a relocation. That while you may not be uh, there week in week out in the Central West, uh, yes, you're going to bob up somewhere. And I've had similar sort of comments uh, when. We came out a couple of weeks ago and we're talking about uh, I finish up this week with Radio Tab after 28 years. No, I won't be lost to racing. I won't be lost to country racing. There's a few things in the pipeline that I can't come out and divulge as yet, but we're still working on a couple of bits and pieces here and there. Going to have a month off over Christmas. So this is my last bush beat for the moment. Going to hand the reins over to you to look after things with Steve in the coming weeks to round out 2022 and then I'll look forward to rejoining you in 2023. Yeah, and before we look at those final race meetings and a couple of highlights out of there, Tony, I've got to say um, uh, congratulations to you and best wishes in terms of that future. I know there's many doors that are possibly going to open, but from through Bushbeat, you've become the voice of country racing and it's the professionalism you've brought to the show, not only the production, the coordinating, the pre-planning we do together over the Sunday, Monday time periods, getting race calls, getting guests and training me in segways. Can you believe it? <laughs> I'm getting the hang of it. Um, you become not only the voice, but at the country carnivals, you become the face of the country racing. And and I, I, I've really seen the growth. I remember when we first started, I don't think you were getting out to as many country race carnivals as you have towards uh, the last 10 years. Um, and, and that has helped and uh, the growth and rejuvenation of uh, country racing to be able to have Bushbeat at the forefront and uh, your role and leadership in there. It certainly allowed um, me to take part in all of that but most importantly it's the friendship we've gained out of that and the professionalism of working together. It's been an absolute pleasure and I know we're going to spotlight some even more exciting things coming to Bushbeat in 2023 uh, when uh, I'm sure you're back in the chair there because you just can't let go of something that's 18 years old at this point, can you? No, that's right. There's a lot of work that's gone into it over the time and something that we thought was going to last maybe six weeks if we were lucky has turned into a labour of love at some stages and there are days like today where we get the opportunity to be able to congratulate the likes of Bubba and Ange on their big wins on the weekend. And, yeah, for me personally, catching up with so many country faces there on the the weekend at, uh, at Dermot on Saturday was wonderful. So, 
you can't just put a brick wall up behind all of that. And, yeah, things are going to be happening in 2023. We do need to fly because time is on the wing and we need to wrap up what happened at a couple of other meetings on the weekend. So let's have a look at what happened at Nanango. Landon Sykes only just into the racing scene and quite incredibly has already racked up five wins and five seconds out of 18 rides. Even rode a double on his second day of riding at Mount Perry. And I was looking at it, Rob, in the Burner to the Beach series. Landon is already up into second and challenging Kelly Gates in the jockey's tally there in that Burner to the Beach series for 2022-23. Another exciting apprentice coming through and race-to-race uh, race double with legend rules for Louise White and uh, every now and then the cutest money for Vic uh, heading. So well done, uh, Landon. Great start to the career. But also the story of the weekend coming through the Stampede, mentioning uh, Pat Webster for Dynamic Verse. Three uh, venue uh, winners. Uh, across the weekend of course you had patented for pat webster at nanango and remember patented uh was an unplaced runner in the stampede last year so a good time of the year for patented he's a quality horse and a good win there for pat webster so not only did pat get that winner there at nanango but he also got the first winner at gundawindi with uh galactus uh, taking the win there, the deep field runner. So that's a magnificent achievement. It just cho shows the quality of the Pat Webster stable. So congratulations to you, Pat. I know you've had the loss of EJ Day, but what a way to come through that with these exciting results spread over just a short period of time. And the other winners out of Nanango, lively last for Stephanie Sixtus as well as Temple Mistress for Trevor uh, Thomas and Shania Willis. And uh, we've mentioned the other ones there. And back to Gundawindi after Galactus got that win. A first starter in a pretty penny for Barry Shepherd got up in the uh, maiden, followed by Gidget. Uh, for those who like their TV shows, would remember that. Corey and Kylie Gearan, who also were in Brisbane uh, for the... Uh, for the um, country cups and had second with Vanasta, as well as Mandalong Hero. And then up in Innisfail in the far north, Isabel Tay continued in winning form with the double there, uh, with Miller Miss in the first race for Maria Patiris, and in the final race uh, with Little Red uh, Pepper. And uh, as well on the day, our Chiquila, uh, a mare that featured in a story, you were talking about stories being on Race Queensland, there's one about our Chiquila. It won as well, as well as Alpha Blue and Whispering Tycoon. And the other meeting for the weekend was at Home Hill, where Bonnie Thompson raced a race double over the 1460 with Keeley Sun for Ricky Gudge uh, taking the first. And the horse I'm in as well with a good group of owners in Dovey's Day for John Manselman. Two wins in a row for the Doomsday after the maiden win at Atherton. Confidence grows with a horse when they get a win, and here's an example of it. Defeating target, the Stars and Iron Mask, as well as the other winners being uh, On Your Skates, Broadwater, and Hallside Hammer. A good to see that cutest money going off. Uh, and apologies for the bit of a rush there, but we've had so many features this morning. But, Tony, can I also indicate to you the importance of the prize money announcements that have come through during the week? Of course, in the thoroughbreds, 1.7 million in non-tab prize money increase with all races, uplifting from 8,500 to 10,000, which I believe starts in February. Uh, there's bone, uh, there's a country tab meeting increases as well, and of course, the other feature event that uh, occurred uh, for clubs was the announcement of the uh, the funding coming through all the different projects which I haven't quite got that sheet in front of me. But this is a classic example of the growth of country racing uh, led by Brendan Parnell and the team at Racing Queensland and the country racing panel 
the fruits of the labour are coming through and we do know we're losing Brendan early next year but Tony for a special moment here this morning I'd like to hand over to Steve Hewlett because he also has Brendan here this morning for us on Bushbeat. Yeah thanks for that Rob. Yeah Brendan Payne I would like to say these words uh, to you Tony. And I hope Steve's there. <laughs> I, I certainly am. Can you hear me guys? Loud and clear. Here's some comments from Brendan. Thanks Steve. Yeah what a great Hello. credit it is to be asked to come and say a few words for Tony Clements and um a man whose voice is um, permeated regional and metro Queensland for so many years with great distinction um, in my role with Racing Queensland and our 118 venues around the Sunshine State. I try and get around many venues, but I think Tony Clements would have me hands down. You pop up in Longreach and the Amateurs and out in the Burnets. Um, it's, Tony's really made a great effort, and I think the clubs in Queensland... Um, will certainly be reaching out for some of Tony's services into the future. Um, Tony's foray into radio was helped a bit along by uh, my exit from Channel 7 Queensland and Justin Vivas moved up and out. And Tony had his first um, good break. So thanks to that, Tony, uh, well done. Bushbeat, for me, though, I think is the, the absolute pinnacle of what you've brought for racing in the Sunshine State. You and Rob have told great stories, um, told tough stories as well. But as part of Bushbeat is really bringing the story of regional Queensland to light. And uh, for that, I think we'll be forever indebted. So, Tony, all the best. I know we'll keep in contact. I know the clubs will certainly uh, be seeking to keep your services going. And uh, congratulations on all that you've achieved. Yeah, Thanks very much. Very well said, uh, Brendan Parnell. But that's incredible, isn't it, Tony? 118 uh, tracks and... I want to ask this question, which has been going longer, Fab's Cowboy or the Bushbeat program? <laughs> <laughs> I would say, Steve, that probably Bushbeat's been going longer. We're into our 18th year yeah, in 2023. You, you have done a remarkable job. And as I said, on Racing HQ, we have to sort of cover the biggest stories, like this morning in Nature Strips, Amelia's Jewel. And we often, you know, that, that those little stories don't get lost because of the stuff that you and Rob have been bringing us for such a long time. And we're hoping it can, can continue in 2023. No, very much so. And, uh, yeah, that'll be the case. You'll be uh, helping Rob steer through in the coming couple of weeks and I have been asked to stay on with the Bush Beach Show oh, wonderful. in 2023 so yes you will hear things back. Rob I know you couldn't hear all of that but everybody will be able to catch up with all of the other uh, podcast of Bush Beach. that will continue on as well. Wonderful work that things like uh, On The Bed and Regional Cast have been doing over the uh, the last couple of years as well to be able to spread that country word near and far and 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 put a positive light on country racing. There's so many great stories that can be told out there and for me it's just been a thrill and an honour to be a part of it. And a big thank you to Steve for that coordination from Brendan Parnell as well this morning, Tony. Very fitting words. And uh, again, uh, the future uh, will be bright for you with your talents that you've got. And the, the future is bright for country racing. And uh, your involvement in Bushbeat will continue long and hard into 2023. We look forward to that next year. All the best, mate, going forward. As I said, a great friendship we've had over the uh, the years. And uh, good for great professional development that you've uh, helped with with training me up particularly in segways um but uh as well as that uh we'll continue on with steve next week so if you've got any great stories email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au which we say every week although next year when i move to the gold coast tony i might have to change all this mm. anyway um we'll be back next week good morning to you good morning listeners and have a, a great christmas and to you and wendy and family a, a great new year as well same to you and leanne thank you so much rob for all those kind words and uh yes to everyone it's been somewhat overwhelming over the last couple of weeks the level of support and comments i've had it's not goodbye it's just see you down the track good luck to the clubs racing this week following on from the tap meetings today at Mackay and cairns on thursday 
racing coming up on Saturday. Uh, things will start to quieten down a little bit as we head towards Christmas. So this weekend, the tab meeting will be at Townsville on Saturday. The non-tabbers, it's Texas Cup Day. Roma Turf Club have their big Christmas race day to wrap up the year at Bassett Park. Bundaberg Race Club are racing as well. And a special mention to the Dolby Northern Downs Jockey Club for their tab meeting coming up on Monday ahead of the Kilcoy Race Club program on Tuesday. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you soon.